Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, this show is by request from some listeners who wanted to have some more insights into belly button play. And the technical term for belly button fetish is elvinophilia. So if you've never heard of elvinophilia before, that is the technical term. Otherwise, it's known as belly button play or belly button fetish or navel fetish, not navel as in N-A-V-A-L, but navel as in N-A-V-E-L. Although, and I could go on a tangent about the navel and why it's called that, just think for a second that you are actually, when you are in utero, you are a vessel in water and the navel is part of that experience. But that leads to a whole other discussion on things that have to do with our rights as human beings. I know how did that happen, but it does. So, and not even as human beings, but that's a whole other story too. Okay, so talking about belly buttons today. And why are we talking about belly buttons? Because it's by request. And by request shows are so fun for me. So tonight's episode, we're going to be looking at what is a belly button, like what's normal, what's not normal. Um, we're going to look at, you know, certain things we need to know about belly buttons, certain things you wouldn't want to do to belly buttons, things you can do to belly buttons, things that might be enjoyable, benefits to belly button play that you might not have considered. And then we're also going to talk about how do you approach the conversation about having a belly button fetish, because maybe you feel awkward about it. So we'll talk all about that today on this, this episode of The Pleasure Zone. This, we are in our well over 450th episode of The Pleasure Zone, for those of you who are watching, listening. And for those of you who are watching and or listening and you haven't listened to any of the shows in the past, please go back and do so. Also, check out all the other shows that are Inspired Choices Network. There are so many with so many different topics. I'm sure there will be some that not only tantalize you, they keep you excited and also keep you interested. So we are talking about bodies and pleasure on this show because this is what I love to talk about. And also this is where my expertise lies. I'm a sex and intimacy coach as well as a holistic health practitioner. And I work with people with their bodies, with pleasure. I also work with them in their relationships so they can have more pleasure in their lives. And if you are single, you can still have sex and intimacy coaching. So it's not just for people who are in relationship, it also counts for if you are single as well. So let's start with uh, the very first of the first things here. What is a belly button? That is the question that we, I bet some of you never really thought about what is a belly button or like how do we describe a belly button or um, any of that, right? So there are some interesting um, things to know about, about your belly button. Your belly button is actually, it's a, it's a scar, essentially. So it's where when you, when you were 
bloating in utero and there was the umbilical cord attached to you. This is how all the nutrients fed into your body uh, via the umbilical cord. So then when you're birthed, either through the birth canal or your birth through cesarean, you end up having to have your the, the umbilical cord detached. So usually what they do is they put on like a clamp and then they just cut it. And for some people, there there's this like um I think it's it's not an it's not a true belief. So what are those called? They're like a like a rumor. There's like a rumor, we'll say, that um the reason you could have an Audi belly button is because of the way the doctor tied it or the way it was cut. Um, but what we know now is that's not actually accurate. Your the way that your belly button shows up is because of how it was formed in utero. So the way that certain tissues grew, um, what they covered, and then they would it would lend you to more of an Audi or an Innie. Now, like about 90% of the population has Innies, and there are 10% of the population on average that has Audis. So neither is correct, neither is incorrect. However, you would think there was like the perfect belly button on the planet because it's the number of people who actually go for belly button surgeries to create the perfect belly button is it's really high. I think I found a stat from from the US, but I'll look for that after. I don't think it's relevant. I just know that it's high and people do this and they they feel like it's necessary to have the perfect belly button. What I want to let you know is your belly button is scar tissue. Number one, there is no perfect scar tissue. So if you're going back in to have surgery on your scar to make another scar or a different looking scar, just work with just work with and just feel about how you know how you feel about how your belly button looks. Now they the um the people who do evaluations of the perfect belly button or you know what people are asking for the most about the perfect belly button is that people are looking for this kind of like a T shape or like a V shape in a belly button. Uh, even if it's an it, like they're looking for those in innies and they're looking for things like less round, more of a line. And I had like, when I was little, I had more of a line. Then I got, then I had my uh, child. And when, when you're birthing somebody, like when you've got somebody growing inside you, your belly, not only does it grow, your belly button often disappears in the process of being pregnant. So it doesn't technically disappear. It's that you can't see it anymore because you're, you're so big. So there are there are people in the world who have a very uh, also strange conditions around belly buttons. There can be issues. There can be conditions. You can have things like herniated belly buttons, and that's not always comfortable or the best. You can also have them where they they never totally properly healed, and they always have like a um, some like funk ooze coming out of them and that's not belly button lint because belly button lint is just like lint from your clothes that gets trapped in your belly button so there is there can be though if if you've had if you have like a thin tissue in there it can actually break open if it never healed properly and there was always an infection going on um i've had a few people come to me who have had unhealed belly buttons and have had things that are still coming out of them after all these years, like they're in their 40s and 50s, and that still happens. 
So those are usually things that need to go be attended to medically. They usually need to have, that is a case where I would say that's where you need to have belly button surgery. So what is normal in a belly button? Is, is your belly button healthy? If it's not leaking, if it doesn't smell, if it is um, in tip-top shape, there's no rash, no infection or anything like that, your belly button's good to go. So some, some people also will do things like, you know, get a belly button ring and then, you know, afterwards they don't want it. And then that can cause infection too. So there's lots of reasons why you could have a, a, an infection going on in your belly button. Lots of reasons not to as well. So keep the area clean. Absolutely. It's part of your body. Clean it. But what we're talking about tonight is actually the fetish with belly buttons. So we definitely want a clean belly button when playing with belly buttons and having any kind of contact, whether it's oral or with your hands or anything like that. You want to make sure that you're working in the clean zone. Now, belly buttons not going to create a lot of um, like anything uh, super bacterially dangerous, unless of course it's leaking and there's an infection, but your belly button is pretty much going to be good to go. Just give it a wash, clean it out, get your lint out of there, especially if you're about to have some belly button play. So why is this scar tissue so fascinating to people? And that to me is like the number one question. Why is anything when it comes to fetishes so fascinating to people? And for various different reasons, different fetishes are fascinating. I think with belly buttons, part of it is because the belly button is so such a reactive area. And by that, what I mean is that you can do things to a belly button and your whole body will react. You can press on a belly button and you might have to pee, have a sensation of pee. So the nerves that come out of um, out of your spine that go to your belly button, when you're pressing on your belly button, it's gonna it's gonna go the opposite way, right? So if you're like pressing into your belly button, then you're going to start to feel the nerves coming out and going back to your spine. And those same nerves come out and go around from a sim like that similar area. They come out, go around, and they're actually involved in things like urination. So you might have that desire to pee. You might have like a holding, clenching sensation, and you might also find it super erotic because guess what? It's headed to your genitals. So the belly button has, has a lot going on. It, it is like one of these like super magical areas of our bodies where you can get a lot of healing in that area. You can get, and some people have a lot of shame around their belly buttons. Some people have a lot of, um, where they just, they're just like embarrassed about them. So I encourage all of you to somewhere between now and the end of the show, just like be with your belly button, check it out touch it, feel it, stick your finger in it, you know, even though probably when you were a kid, your parents were like, get your finger out of there. It's your own body and you're not harming anybody. And it probably felt good because a lot of times you can get a very similar sensation from uh, navel manipulation that you can from genital manipulation too. So we're going to talk about that sexual end of things Um in more of the second and third segments, but I wanted to just get really clear on like, what is the belly button? Why does it feel like it does? We have a lot of things going on with belly buttons. Um, there are, let me get really clear on the uh, stats on our belly buttons. So there are, 
have some facts for you on belly buttons. If I find them, otherwise I'll just sling them off the top of my head. So one of the things, uh, oh yeah, that here's another fun one because all mammals are actually born with belly buttons, and I like I like that fact of the matter too. Um, and we also have, yeah. So what are our belly buttons made of? Our belly buttons are the umbilical cord. They're determined inside the womb how they're going to show up, and it's technically just just that cord that kept us alive and nourished us as we go. So it's it's technically just a scar tissue. Now there are lots of other muscles that come into the belly button area, nerve endings that come into the belly button area. So there's actually a lot that goes on. If you've ever had somebody um, press on your belly button for you, um, without because if you press on your own belly button, you can regulate it a lot more. But if somebody's ever pressed into your belly button for you and they can and they might go really hard and deep into your belly button you might have find that your body has an emotional reaction too there is work that's actually trauma release work that involves belly button fascial release you can look that stuff up on youtube if you're interested in belly button fascial release you can get really deep in you can manipulate things going on you can get releases that are like old, old traumas out of your body. We store a lot of stuff in these bellies of ours. If you think about them, even just energetically, they're how we die, you know, underneath that skin, underneath that belly button, we've got, you know, our all of our intestines and that's how we process and assimilate and absorb food. So metabolize food. So there's a lot that goes on. It's not just food, but we also metabolize things emotionally. So our bellies have a lot of energy in them. And energetically, you know, you, we also have uh, energy centers that surround the belly. So we've got our solar plexus that's, that surrounds that. And then we've got underneath our belly button, there's an energy center that's like the Dan Chen. And then there's also, there's the lower Dan Chen. And then we've also got um, areas, energy areas in there too. Like just below that, you've got your, um, your sacral chakra. So, so you've got... Um, you got a lot of energy stuff going on in that there belly of yours. So just check it out, feel it out, you know, hold that belly, rub that belly, feel that belly, see what it feels like to just explore around the belly button. Because I bet the chances are, unless you're feeling ill, you probably haven't explored your belly button since you were really little, unless you were like cleaning it out or something. Or if you have a belly button fetish, you might have gone in and explored your belly button. and. And what other than like rubbing your belly do you think that you would have fun doing to somebody's belly button or that you would have fun having done to your belly button? I'm going to leave you with that thought and we're going to head off to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspire Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are talking all about belly buttons and the fetish of belly buttons and how belly buttons are this amazing scar tissue that's that when you actually put your finger in there or around it. So if you have an Audi, you could put your fingers around it. Like here's your Audi and you could put your fingers around it and push onto your, onto your belly. Um, if you have an any, then you would put your fingers in it. Although even with Audis, you could put your finger inside the middle of the Audi. And um, if the person's comfortable with it and see how they feel about that. But there are some actually top ways to, to play with belly buttons. And the first thing you need to know, if you've never done belly button play, but this starts to sort of entice you and you think, well, that could sound fun. That could sound interesting. Uh, how do I bring this conversation up with my partner who, I don't know, maybe my partner's vanilla. Maybe this is awkward. I don't know how to bring this up. So the number one thing that I suggest is to get my do's, don'ts, maybes list off my website. So you go to melitzajelinek.com and on the do's, don'ts, maybes list, you, there are some, some um, things that are already given to you as ideas. So some very average kind of vanilla things that you can use for ideas to kind of bring back some spice into your relationship or to give you ideas just in general. But what you can do is you can add to that list. So on your do's side, you could add on navel play and you know when you exchange lists with your partner that's the idea of the do's don'ts maybes list is that you can do it for yourself to get clear on what you like but you can also use it with a partner so that it's a way of communicating and you can share your list with each other so you can look at it you can go okay so these are the things that are on your do's list that you really really want to do these are the things on my don'ts list I really really don't want to do now when you start adding to the list um, you, your partner may not have even considered naval play. So if it's on your definite yes list, things that you'd like to try, it can be a way to bring up the conversation. And, 
you can always see how your partner reacts. And I would recommend that you guys read out your do's lists vocally so that you can hear it to each other. Um, if you are nonverbal, then you might want to do while you're going through the list, you can um, acknowledge to each other that you, you know, read the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is on the list. You can communicate, um, you know, with sign language, you can communicate and just allow your partner to know that you acknowledge that you, um, whatever it was they're asking for. So, so on the dues list, definitely add some things like naval play. And under naval play, you might want to add some things that interest you in naval play, which may come up during this uh, episode because you might not have ever considered what else, what what would I do? What would I even do to a belly button? I know I could stick my finger in a belly button and that's where it ends. You know, maybe that's the creativity ending right there. However, there's so much more to be done. Um, with belly buttons. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different variety of things on that front. So one way to bring up that conversation is do that do's, don'ts, maybes list. If you've already done one um, and you already are kind of in the conversation with your partner, maybe you've brought it up before. Maybe you've said something like, I'm kind of curious about belly button play and they haven't really said anything. What you can do is you can say, you know, or, you know, would it be fun for you if we could kind of explore some belly button things tonight in our foreplay. And yes, it can sound kind of formal, but it's always good to have conversations, get clear, have the conversation, and then not surprise the person or freak them out because the they might not have responded to you because they don't know how to say no about it or they don't know how to even... Um, they don't know, maybe it's a maybe, and they, they have no idea, and they have no idea what that means or what that looks like. So you could start with saying, so could we explore some, some navel play with our foreplay tonight? Like, how do you feel about me touching your belly button? How do you feel about me putting my finger on your belly button or in your belly button? How do you feel about having your belly button licked? How do you feel about having your belly button sniffed? Remember, your senses are here as your friends, so use all of them. Touch, taste, sight, sound, and I seem to always forget one. Touch, taste, sight, sound, hearing. It's hard to hear your belly button, but you can always hear the conversation uh, with your partner, so you can hear whatever they're requesting, and you can hear the moans, and you can hear the no, you can hear the stop, you can hear you know, any of the safe words that you might like to use, especially if this is a new kink. As we've talked about before, whenever you are, um, whenever you're doing anything with kink play, you always want to have your safe words involved, even when it's something as simple as belly button play, because you want to honor your lover and you want to be able to honor them in a way that they don't feel scared or put off by doing this again. So having your, you know, your green light is your go, your yellow light is your slow down monkey and your red light stop. Um, I don't know why your partner's a monkey, but for tonight, your partner's slow down monkey. So we're going to go with that. So once you've had the conversation and said something to the effect of, hey, can we add, do you think it would be fun? Would it be fun for you to maybe have some foreplay tonight that involves some belly button play? And they may be like, what does that look like? And maybe that night you're like, so I have some ice cubes and I wondered how you feel about putting ice cubes 
uh, on and around your belly button. And they might go, whoa, I don't know if I would like that. Um, I'm willing to try, but I need my safe words in place and I need you to listen to my safe words. Cool, go for it. If they're like a, a full on, no, not today, always ask, is it okay if we come back to this at another time and see if this works for you? Because sometimes that you don't wanna be pushy but you also don't want to close doors, right? So, um, and if they say at that point, no, we can't come back to this at another time, cool, just just uh, like drop it. So, because there may be something coming up for them that's just like, no, this, I had this weird experience. Um, I actually, I'm gonna, this just reminds me of the, when I was in university, there was a guy in, there was a guy that was in one of my classes and for some reason, I don't know. My whole life, people have been telling me their sex lives. So, because the com it just comes up in conversation with me because that's how I am. And at one point, he said, "Yeah, it's like dating this girl, and she was actually not just a girl. She was like twenty. He was twenty, and she was like really into belly buttons. And all she wanted me to do was like." you know, like screw her belly button. And so, and she got off on it and she actually had orgasms via her belly button, which by the way, is completely and totally possible. So at the time I was like, huh, well, that's different. I wonder how she's even doing that. Like, I wonder how that works for her. Maybe she's wired differently. Like I didn't know enough about it. So so then I then I got curious. Then I started testing things out on belly buttons. Just out of, maybe I was testing things out on belly buttons before that because I've tested things out on bodies uh, all over the place, which made me realize that you know when you're like a teenager or, or at least when I was a teenager, people didn't ask about things. They just kind of like were goofing around and tried things out, and there was no "is this okay?" and it would usually lead to a point of like "get off me." that sort of thing, but there wasn't a lot of pre-discussion. So I, I'm, I feel, and I know that had I had, had I needed to, or felt the need to be able to communicate about sex before having it, I probably would have been a lot older when I actually had sex. I would have had a lot more responsible sex and a lot more fun sex uh, coming in from when I was like a teenager. I, I mean, I had fun for a teenager sex, but I certainly didn't have um, didn't have like mature, uh, conversational in-depth understanding of the body sex. And, and there is value in the discovery, but there's also a lot of value in being able to have the conversation, being able to speak and say what you would like, uh, I think is incredibly important in having that maturity to be able to do the things that you're doing. If you can actually say, I would like to have oral sex with you. If you can say that, ever so casually, I'd like to give you a blowjob. If you can say that ever so casually, then you're at that level of confidence in yourself and in your desire that you can do that. If you can't even say that, then that is, if that is not in your vocabulary, it's probably not in your wheelhouse of skills. It's probably not going to go over so good. So the things that you would like to try, start saying them out loud on your own so if you're in your own space and your own you know your car or whatever and you're just driving I mean don't have um Siri or Alexa on for this because it'll probably bring you up a whole ton of weird things but just start saying things to the effect of I would really like to 
um, explore your belly button. How do you feel about that? I would really like to use some ice cubes on there. I'd really like to pour some, um, you can get this like specific wax that you can pour on bodies that's safe, which is usually a soy grade wax and it's not super hot. So there's like massage waxes that you can get a candle and light it and you can pour it and it's super warm and lovely, won't burn your skin. That's great for hot play. There are lots of other ways to do hot play. Those are the mildest ways to do hot play. You know, doing things with like heated metals and stuff is more of an extreme way to do uh, hot play and, and more dangerous as well. So we're just keeping it very simple because it's an introduction to the belly button and elvinophilia, the belly button fetish, the navel fetish. So having that conversation, super important what are we going to do to the belly button? What would you like to do to a belly button? When you're thinking about it and you get turned on by a certain thought, what is it that's turning you on? Is it the thought of playing with it, with sucking it, with sticking your tongue in in any? Is it with like sucking uh, an Audi, kind of like, like sucking it as if it's like a tiny mini penis? Like what is it that... Um, or even like a clit, like you just want to be able to like kind of suction, suck it up. Always good to gauge if the person is is uh, comfortable still with like the level of intensity of what's going on. Um, if somebody has an Audi and you're like sucking their belly button really hard, uh, it could get to the place of, of like uncomfortable pain that isn't a turn on anymore. So remember, use your red, yellow, and green green, yellow, and red, whatever, whatever those colors, use those colors to indicate if you're okay, if you feel, if you feel safe still, if you're still enjoying it. As long as you're still enjoying it, that's cool. There can be a level of pain, but you're enjoying it. Awesome. If there's a level of pain and you're not enjoying it, it needs to stop. Okay. So we're going to head to our next commercial break. I'm going to give you some fun ways to play with belly buttons when we come back from this commercial break. So some things you maybe hadn't thought about. Uh, maybe I've already brought some up. Ice cubes, um, sucking on them, sticking your finger in them. Maybe I've already brought a few up, but I got a few, few more things under my belt to share with you guys. So stick around. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? For a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. 
graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So we are talking about navel play, alvinophilia, the pleasure of the navel, how to get turned on by navels. So the idea of getting turned on by like one specific body part is called partialism. It's that you're partial to a certain body part. So whether it's like a foot fetish, a breast fetish, a butt fetish, it's called partialism. And so tonight we're talking about the partialism of navels. And one of the things that um, we're going to specifically talk about is safety with play because it's super important that you don't, you know, you don't shove anything sharp into your um, into your navel. You don't want to cut a hole in there. Um, even when you go to get, oh yeah. So another thing to consider, because I'm like in my brain, I'm imagining people going, but I've had a piercing. So yes, you had something sharp shoved into your navel. Hopefully, it was by somebody who was like a professional when it comes to uh, piercings, because you don't want it shoved in the wrong way. You don't want to end up with an infection. You want to make sure you're looking after anything. And there, it's not only people who have navel fetishes that get uh, belly button rings. There are lots of people who don't have uh, belly button fetishes that get belly button rings. There are quite a few people who have belly button fetishes that do get uh, belly button rings. But you don't have to assume that anytime you see a belly button ring, that person must have a belly button fetish. That's not the case. So, so um, if they do have a belly button ring, you don't want to be pulling on it to the point where you're like ripping flesh. You don't want to be putting things into any of the scar where the belly button ring is that could create an infection like food, like leaving food in there could leave an infection. So you want to clean the area thoroughly. Whatever you're putting into the belly button, it would be good to also have it be clean. So if, you, if you're poking around with your fingernails and they're sharp and you scratch, you don't want anything going in there that could cause an infection. So, you know, guys, I'm high on the hygiene here, high on the communication and the hygiene. So definitely have everything clean before you play with it. And if you've been sweaty, even you can wash that up just to kind of get rid of some scent sometimes too, unless you're really digging the smell. And as long as your partner's okay, as long as both people involved or all 12 people involved, however many of you are involved in this play, are all uh, confident and comfortable with the smell of the belly button, good to go. Uh, I do encourage you to keep it clean. 
Um, I was mentioning before break about using things, or did I just say it? using things like heat, right? So we talked about, you know, potential ice cubes and this and that. So if you are going to use anything hot, using things like um, specialized candles for for play of any kind that is like adult kinky play, you want to use the specialized candles. There are specialized candles that can go specifically for navel play. However, most massage based oil um, so the candles that are like for massage um, that you light them and then you can pour them on the body while they're hot most of them should be safe so you just want to check if you are buying these from like a, a local sex shop uh, sex toy dealer then you want to make sure that the one that you're getting is safe for this type of play your ice cubes are essentially free other than the power that you're using to turn them from water to ice so you can get out some ice cubes if you like the hot cold play you can also use things like like uh and again it depends on the person and how sensitive they are so putting things like oils in your belly button can work as long as you're not overly sensitive or you have like a a reaction to them so cooling sensations from things like peppermint but i wouldn't go directly peppermint oil by itself Definitely, if you're going to use any essential oils on the belly button, put them in a carrier oil like avocado oil, if the person's not allergic to avocado oil, or grapeseed oil, as long as they're not allergic to grapeseed oil, right? Just consider allergies is what I'm saying. Consider allergies when dealing with carrier oils. Definitely use carrier oils if you're going to use some massage oils. You can massage it in there. You can also use it for sensation, right? So certain certain um kinds of scents will give sensations i actually have this like cool stuff that's like a, a muscle um rub that has camphor oil in it and when i have if i have like a sore tummy i'll rub that into my belly and then i smell like an old late old old lady with like bengay on but the camphor oil <laughs> i like the smell of camphor oil um you can put that right into your belly button and it can be super soothing and it can relax a lot of muscles it can relax a lot of muscles right into um like even uterine muscles so what i found with my belly button not only can your belly button be erotic but like i was mentioning before the healing that you can use your belly button for there are lots of different things you can use um in your belly button for healing i could probably do an entire show on just healing with the belly button but today's show is really about the fetish so the 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 oils i was talking about was like the camphor oil which is uh, like some of the name brands out there are like biogesic voltaren there are uh, other ones oh like maybe even like tiger bomb so they would give you like a heating cooling sensation you can put them in there rub it in there and just have the sensation of that can be very it can it could actually get your body very happy so it might not bring you to orgasm but it might too so having different hot cold play is one you can also have a lot of fun getting things like um, body paints and painting up the whole belly button area you could you know paint designs and spend a lot of time just the tickling sensation of the little brushes you could finger paint it as well but you could get little brushes and those little brushes and draw designs around the belly button and just take your time admiring the beauty of the belly button you can decorate it with even if you don't have um even if you don't have like an actual piercing you can get false piercings that you can kind of 
put on there. There are larger kind of uh, clamp things that you can get. You can fancy up your belly button with some decorations. You could put some gemstone stickers on and around there. So you can imagine beautifying it. So that's like the visual, looking at the belly button and then creating it as a beautiful piece of artwork. So you can do things with face, you could do things with um, like the face paints, body paints for sure. You could also use um, like the, you can get these these paints from, from uh, different sex toy shops that are, edible paints so you could use edible ones so that after you've painted it you can lick it all up make sure they are edible before you go licking them off you could paint with your own homemade um, things as well so you if you know for example um you can make your own paints out of things that will be fairly easy on the body they may stain uh doing things like different um thicker juices you could use something like say for example a mango puree and then just make it really thick and draw on the belly lick it off you can use um i just use mango as an example because for some reason there was a lot of mangoes in my life for the last few days and then uh yeah anything that you want to turn into like a thick juice you could do that smoothie type thing you can also do any kinds of foods you could use if you wanted to but it could stain also is uh, turmeric with some water or oils and then you can make your own uh, like paste out of that and draw on the body turmeric is fabulous for cleaning your blood and your liver so there could be some healing component to that as well definitely do before going extreme on the whole belly area do some test patches on the body before you do that just so in case the person has a reaction that would not lead to sexiness at all so anything that you're putting on do a test patch wait about 10 to 15 minutes and make sure that they're good and then you should be able to use that product uh, repeatedly it's rare that people will develop allergies to something out of the blue on something that you're not going to use every single day of your life you can develop allergies on things you've you overuse in your whole life and then you might have some sensitivities or um, intolerances that build up to those all right so decorating is one um, that led to the potential of licking and eating so you could put food you can decorate the belly like a beautiful charcuterie board if you like you know you could put all your favorite foods on and around the belly and eat your way to the middle where the belly button is you could put whipped cream in there. That's a really common one, whipped cream with cherry on top and eat that out. You can do different sauces. You can have ice cream. That's also got the cooling sensation. Um, I think it's truly endless as long as there are no allergies to it. And as long as you clean up after and you don't leave any scars behind with like scratching, you're good. So we talk a little bit about the visual, the gustatory experience with taste you can do smells like i was mentioning before with adding things like essential oils which can cause both a sensation remember to use the carrier oils but also the smell so you can you could create a whole uh wonderland of different smells on a belly you can you know,
you know, test it out. Maybe one day it smells like cloves and the next day it smells like mint and the next day it smells like something else. It can be a lot of fun to sniff it up and just really embrace and be present with this smell. You can also embrace and be present with the natural smell as well. So then we've got touch in the many different ways you can touch with your hands, but also with different things. So the the main thing when it comes to touch, like I was saying before, is clean hands, clipped fingernails, um, or not sharp. If there are long fingernails, then make sure they're not sharp. They are well manicured so that if you are putting them onto and into a body, into the belly button or on and around the belly button, that there isn't gonna be any damage caused. So definitely are going for safety first. So when we're looking at hands, I think there's a lot more that can be done other than the few things I mentioned. So I will mention a few more, but we are going to be heading to a commercial break soon. So I just want you guys, before, before we head to commercial break, I want to remind you that there are over 450 episodes that you can listen to with a variety of topics. And I also want to remind you that this show was actually dedicated to a listener. So if you have a topic that you're curious about, that you haven't seen a lot of content on, that you would like to have um, a discussion about, or you would like to hear my, my perspective on, please let me know. And I would love to do a show for you. Super grateful for the people who recommended this because what a great topic. And surprisingly, I don't think I've actually spent an entire show dedicated to the belly button, even though the belly button is one of the top fetishes uh, out there. It's one of the top top 10 fetishes. So apologize that I haven't spent more time on this. So we're going to head to our next commercial break. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So in these last few minutes, I want to give you guys some reminder warnings. Be gentle with the navel. Listen to your partner. If, there's, if they indicate that they're done, please be done. If you're, especially if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to penetrate that belly button. You know, your belly button can usually fit about one finger in there. It can't necessarily hold, uh, you know, a penis of sorts. And it's it's neither smart nor fun to have somebody try and penetrate your belly button. Um, you know, you might have somebody rub, you know, you can have a penis being rubbed on the outside of your belly button. That can be kind of nice. 
but you don't necessarily have to try and stick it in the belly button. Um, which I'm saying this because there there is actually a, a there was a BBC documentary about an educator, a sex educator, or maybe she used to be a professional. Uh, she might have been a professional, um, you know, sex worker, and she indicated that there is a lack of information in especially in Turkey around sex and that there were several men who had been forcefully having sex with their wives' navels and were sure that if there was no blood that she wasn't a virgin and a lot of women were getting injured. So there is, yeah, so there is actually a BBC documentary about that. <laughs> Um, if you want to know the name, I'll see if I can find the name for you. Because, you know, who wouldn't like to know about that? I just know that it has to do with uh, a Turkish prostitute and uh, her claims about what Turkish men are up to in Turkey. So I don't have a name of that one right now. Uh, I think it was... It was just called BBC. It was a BBC Three documentary, and I don't have a name. I'm sorry, guys. It's uh, cannot find that. It's done by Stacy Dooley, D O O L E Y, um, and I think it's called Sex in Strange Places. So, if that sounds right to you, cool. Go get that. Anyhow. Just an FYI, be gentle to the belly button. You can, however, you can put vibrators in there. You don't have to put them in aggressively. That can be super both relaxing and helpful and healing. I find that it's super relaxable, relaxing, helpful and healing. If I get um, doing anything to my belly button, I find relaxing, helpful and healing when I have stress and tension in my body. So I like to do it for relaxation. However, as we know, bodies get turned on when they're relaxed the most. I know it sounds opposite, but the more relaxed you are, the more your body can relax into receiving and the more it can feel connected. The more connected it feels, the more oftentimes you feel vulnerable and more willing you are to, to have uh, playful sex. So many people do sex from fight or flight or even frozen mode where they just check out. Uh, ideally, you wanna do sex from a place where you feel calm, cool and collected and grounded. So getting to your body to that place is important. So let's do more of that. So you can put actually a vibrator into your belly button if you want. See what that feels like. I personally really like it. It feels good. It feel, it helps my body relax completely, gets through all the tense muscles in my stomach, and it goes right to the back as well. So it'll go, sometimes it'll go right to some uh, sore points in the, the lumbar vertebrae. So you never know, you never know the weird, wacky things that a belly button can do for you and having like pleasure and relaxation from them is definitely part of it. So aside from, uh, you know, calling out the men of Turkey who are, who were, maybe they aren't anymore after that documentary um, <laughs> that were, uh, you know, having sex with belly buttons, I would not recommend shoving penises into belly buttons for any particular reason. Um, just can get uncomfortable, especially if you're forcefully shoving them in there. With a vibrator, you can just place it in there and just let it sit and it can just create some tantalizing feelings. It doesn't have to be like penetrated in there. 
and just sit on there and let it vibrate. You can just use a massager for that as well. So we talked about safety with candles and we've also talked about cleanliness and having everything clean. What we didn't talk about was some of the fun ways that you can use um, some little bit of like belly button torture. Uh, so it depends, you know, you want to be safe with the torture, but just, you know, a little bit of, you could do a little bit of pulling or uh, pinching, tweaking, depends on what your partner likes. You can also do some things that if you have an Audi, you can actually give a little pull. Again, safety first. So if the person is crying, definitely stop. Don't let it go to the place of crying. Communicate before it gets that far. It is super sensitive. And the things that you might want to do the very first beginning is just have some fun, like I mentioned, with those paints and like paint it up, edible paints and like enjoy it, lick it, just be completely enthralled by it. You can even decorate it with, you know, different things like, like I was saying, like sticker jewels and just make it beautiful and have fun admiring it. Worship that belly button and enjoy it and, and remember it. Like this is, if with that, you would not be alive without this belly button. Right, this belly button was that that whole that cord, that umbilical cord that brought nutrients and life into your body. You would not be alive without it. It is something to definitely be admired and be respected. I think that's another reason why it can be such a, a turn on. Is it's like it's it's such it's actually such an incredibly sacred thing, and in so many countries, it's it's a thing that has to be hidden. Um, as well so you don't wear a bathing suit so you're going to show off your belly button that is immodest right so being able to have vulnerability with showing parts of your body that are not always okay to show off in the world can be a kind of a sexy thing so what I know for you guys is that I know you're going to find ways to have fun with belly buttons and I know that you're going to probably come up with a million other ideas which I would like to hear as well so please send them forward, put them in comments. If you're listening on any platforms that you can comment, that would be great. Remember to get out all the tools from the show we did about touch, right? So it's like, bring out your feathers, bring out, you know, some of your chains that are, are cool. Bring out some of this stuff that's kind of sexy, a little whip if you're into that. Remember always that it needs to be safe and consensual. So have fun with your feathers and your wax and your paints and yourselves until next week. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.